0: Welcome to Generally Speaking, I'm Bryce McElhaney. today joining me. is one of my best friends, Adam Reardon. How's it going man? Good, how are you man? I'm pretty good. I'm really glad you're able to join us today. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, man. We've been dealing with some technical difficulties before we started, but uh you've you've you know, you've kind of bared through it with us, so yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm all I'm all about it.
0: Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> we've been talking a little bit before we started. We were talking about kind of like life transitions, and I think um, it's kind of evident you've been going through some changes here and there, trying to like figure out, you know, what's next. With the, uh, so like, what's been going on with school and everything? Man, I don't know.
1: I uh, I came out of high school thinking engineering was the way to go, just because you know you and all the guys. Like the older guys. Mm-hmm. Kind of like the guys I looked up to. Everyone went the engineering route. And then, like, just the, I think the scale. Just the scale of oh, OU hit me really hard. Like I, the, uh, just how big it is? Yeah, just how big it is and, like, how detached you are from everything. Unless you're, like, in part of very specific subgroups of the campus, I feel like. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, I experienced that myself. I, if I could go back, I'd start an O-trip every time. Really? Yeah, for sure.
0: Did you take any classes there before uh, going? Or? I, I went, no, at trip Like during high school? I know no, some people did I concurrent. should
1: have. I didn't ever do concurrent. Um, I ended up at C, and I have, the only degree I have is from there. I got my associates from there after I left OU. Yeah. So.
0: Well. Right on, like, so I, I actually went to O-Trip first, right out of high school, and then I went straight to OU. Right. I went there in the fall of 2015, and, like, I did, it's so funny to say, and it's kind of weird, but, like, there was a degree of, like, culture shock Yeah. to me. And also, I guess, just the, uh, the scale of it, like you said, just how many people were around, it's, like, it's a little overwhelming. Yeah. Uh, but I, I went and I jumped right into, you know, as you call it, like one of the subgroups, which mine was like the, the OU Daily, the yeah. newspaper. So you kind of like have this instant camaraderie with some people. That kind of helped me out, but it also like really, is was just stressful, it's just different. Yeah, I think
1: if I had hopped into a subgroup immediately like that, maybe I would have been all right. Yeah. Um, it was kind of just like the, the amount of new stuff. Yeah. It uh, was super overwhelming, I think. And I wasn't in a good spot either. Um, Coming out of high school? No, I just, at that point... I had some like relationship stuff going on, and that kind of messed with it. And then school pressure coming on too, with like classes I wasn't really understanding, and it just kind of yeah, yeah. I ended up going through six or seven major changes. Really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You care to list them off? Or Not, really. <laughs> Not really. I, I just like I feel comfortable doing a lot of things. Like if I could just get to the end game. Mm-hmm. and just focus on doing that job really well, I'd be fine. I just, like, functioning in
0: a school environment is difficult for me. Wow, that's really... So you're you're kind of looking ahead. You're, like, so your end game is having the office job. I don't want an office job. I would hate an office job. Well, any... Whatever that would look like to you. Yeah. Just having, the, the, like, you want to pick your field, get through academia as soon as possible, I guess, and just, like begin working in the field? Yeah.
1: Well, like, yeah. I mean, I just have a lot of passions and I don't really know necessarily how to get on the roads that lead to, like, things I would enjoy doing. Because I had so many different ideas in my head of where I wanted to go. Um, yeah. Stuff like music or maybe it, art.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, you were lot, or, drumming your ass off just a moment ago. I mean, you are an incredible drummer. I have to, I just have to I say that. I appreciate it. Yeah. I appreciate it. How
1: long have you been drumming? Um, God, I would have had to be, it's got to be, like, 11 years now.
0: Wow. Yeah. Is it something you still keep up even like during school and everything? I try
1: to. I uh, just moved into an apartment. It's kind of hard to find. I don't like to play unless the neighbors aren't there, you know? Yeah, uh, yeah. That's just the thing about not having a house in the city, you know? I don't want to like piss anyone off. Sure. But, uh, I try to stay kept up with it. Like I don't know, Riley and Cody, we've been kind of messed around. We kind of stop. Stuff gets in the way, but
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, it's a blast having you guys over, even though that's, like, the day. Like, as soon as you guys come over, I'm just getting off work. So, like, I generally <laughs> want to nap, but I'm really happy you guys come over. So. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. Yeah, the film you did, for th- that was sick. Oh, that, that was funny. Supreme. Yeah, it was silly.
1: I it, thought it was really good, man. I thought it was
0: cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm seeing so many limitations with my equipment uh, that, yeah. like, I've... It's so I, I love making little projects like that just out of nothing, just because it gives me more time for editing. Just like I basically log the hours in my head that I spend uh, just like editing or creating weird things. So like all those stupid effects I did in that were like really fun, but like I don't know, I'm really ready to step up my game with uh, more video stuff. But yeah.
2: yeah,
1: well I mean you know if you never get in there and like tinker with it, like you'll never figure it out, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. And speaking of passions and like direction and all that, like dude, I I'm so uh, I'm all about video. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. You probably notice if you see me on social media, you know me. Like, yeah, yeah. I've been into video. But, like, I just told someone the other day, I think it was my little sister actually. She's getting into video. But I was telling her, you know, I've only been into this this much since like 2015. Right. And she was like, what? Like, that is, and me saying that made me like really reflect, like, dude, you've only been taking this seriously for like three years now. And it's because, like, I graduated in like two, 2012, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it took me like that long to really fixate on a medium that I felt comfortable with, something that I really like, knew I could grow passionately with. Um, yeah. I don't know. But well, because you were like, writing focused before. Or, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah.
1: Because the, the, you're the editor at OCCC, right? I did a
0: lot of writing. Like, yeah. I was really focused on reporting and all that, but it's, it, the bottom line is like I, I knew that I wanted to do some form of like storytelling okay you know what i mean like just everything i do it comes down to like at its core it's writing you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. a video is still writing um but it took me a while there's so many different avenues i've talked about this with one of my other guests about like all the different paths you can go now with media just because there's so you know you got podcasting you got film you got you know even music is a form of storytelling really but anyway that's just my example for like There's a lot of directions you can go, but I knew that at least I had this vague idea of like, I want to go in this direction of storytelling, but I have this plethora of equipment that I have to choose from. Like, do you want to use the microphones? Do you want to use the camera? Do you want to use the notepad? You know what I mean? To like tell people stories, so I don't know. But like, so what is it, what has the process been for you since you graduated high school? Like, what does it look like? Process on just, like finding the direction like it seems like you're trying to kind of figure it out still even though you you did choose sociology so
1: yeah yeah um sociology is like I do like I like the the field I think it's cool it's not something that I feel like I will base a career off of I'm planning Mm -hmm. on going to a graduate school just because with a sociology degree I might as well have just gotten a business degree you know
0: um no not necessarily not I feel like but a realistically. Well, I guess. It just depends if, like... that's So that's really interesting. You said that you don't really, like, care for the bubble that is academia or, like, being in the college campus. But, like, something like sociology that's very research-based. Right. That kind of I don't mind research, necessarily. When
1: I say I uh, the academia bubble is a difficult realm for me, I just kind of mean, like, the... It's mainly been undergrad. I've mainly been stuck in undergrad just because I changed my major around so many times. And I feel like having a, a focus, having like an area I'm focusing on really like centers me. Yeah. Um, so So sh- for me has been that you know, in, a, in a way. Like the sociology classes are, I am interested in them. And uh, it's a lot easier for me to focus on getting that coursework done rather than just like an English course where they focus on some weird aspect of something that they just decided would be the goal for the semester or whatever. Sure, sure, yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, you got to have like a sort of passion behind it also that led you to sociology. What is it about it that you like? The thing I like the most about sociology
1: is um, that the field itself is a way to kind of look at some of the differences between how we treat different people in society. Uh, Okay, yeah. Mainly like minority groups um, or like groups that are oppressed or something like that. Um, One of my main reasons for picking it was a job I had back in gosh it'd be like 2012 I think yeah 2013 maybe um where I worked at uh the forestry and ag department uh, over in Goldsby for mm-hmm. the for the state and uh I worked with inmates every day. Like they'd bust the inmates out from yeah. Union City. Yeah, um, and it's funny enough because I did
0: a story over yeah, those guys. Yeah, I forgot I, about that. I, yeah, I forgot that yeah, you, you were there. met Ryan. It, right? it blew my mind. Whenever I show, I was like super proud of this video I shot completely on my phone, and I edited an iMovie. And I was like, "Dude, check this out!" And you're like, "Oh, I know this guy." That, mm. Because I thought I I, th- I found this really special and weird gem that I hadn't heard about, where these guys were like collecting like acorns. And yeah on campus is weird yeah
1: it is super weird honestly like I
0: look back at that time of my life and I'm like how did how did any of this even happen it didn't connect in my brain at all like it didn't make sense to me that you knew him and that you yeah like, you worked there and did that
1: yeah Ryan was actually kind of like my boss like yeah he'd uh, tell me like what he needed done that day and I would go out in the truck and like you know yeah figure something out for the day but
0: I mean it so uh, you being around inmates what did that
1: do for you <laughs> I uh I met some really cool people like all the guys that were at the Union City uh, Center they had been in prison for so long they were getting ready to be like integrated back into society and stuff like there were most of them are coming up on the end of their sentences or the last couple years of their sentences yeah Um, And I met two guys like specifically that really kind of blew my mind Um, one of them's names was Robert And he was from California. And uh, he had, like, the Cholo accent, you know, like, uh, tats all up and down him. Like, he had his area code tatted on his arm and stuff. Yeah. He was, uh, like, one of the sweetest guys I'd ever met. He, like, messed up pretty bad. And he, uh, I think, he ended up giving me his DOC number so I could look him up in the system. (laughs) What would you do with that? Uh, you can go on the website, type in their DSC number, and it'll pull up all their crimes and everything about them.
0: Oh, so he just, like, wanted to let you see his record?
1: Yeah, <laughs> kind of like, well, they had it on a list, and most of them were like, yeah, man, look me up on the DOC." So I was like, all right. So <laughs> I went and uh, looked up Robert on the DSC, and he was in, like, he got jailed at 19, and uh, he was 31. He hadn't been out of prison for 12 years.
0: Can't imagine, like... Like,
1: right after his life really started, you know? Yeah. He just got mixed up with the wrong crowd. And... uh it was for like I think uh, armed robbery of a house or something yeah um, so they pinned him good with a couple of felonies and he'd been moved to Oklahoma because his dad was here and passed away yeah. and uh, he ended up staying here and he'd like turned his whole life around he was running like a Bible study at his center and like he was all he was always talking about like his Lord and Savior and stuff and um, he was just one of the nicest guys like anytime I needed to get work done they'd kind of like have me overseeing the
0: inmates which was really
1: weird because mm. they're all older than me and stuff and yeah, I was like yeah. 19 yeah
0: yeah younger think, at that point yeah you got to think though someone like that um there are so many people I feel like that are still in that night they're still 19 years old like in their in their mind I mean that might yeah. not be necessarily true for this guy but like I don't know I feel like especially when they haven't
1: been in like you know living in society for a huge chunk of their lives Um, and yeah no man anytime I needed to get some work done I'd say hey you want to come help me with this and he'd always be down and we'd always have like good conversations and real talks yeah he would tell me like you know not to mess up like mess up how he did or like I don't know it was like a really sweet thing and he was a really genuine human and I just seeing the criminal justice system how it is in America it really just made me super sad That uh, we can treat people who are just like us on almost all levels um, so poorly, in a system that perpetuates itself. You know, like yeah, run like a business cycle. Yeah, Yeah, it's uh, you know for-profit prisons and stuff like that. And then the oh, and I don't even know. But the other guy that I met, his name was uh, Volanta. Volante is how he said it, but it's spelled like Volanta. With an A yeah yeah it was crazy um his last name was all right can i say that Um uh, nah don't say it. i won't do that <laughs> um, i don't know anyway he was like a 33 year old kingpin he uh had dreads and had his uh like gold and diamond grill in yeah like he was like an og he we'd walk out in the field and stuff and he'd talk about like his cripping days and stuff yeah like, yeah i'd uh I remember one day, like, we were out in the field picking weeds, and I had my shirt off and in my back pocket because it was so hot, and he's like, hey, young grip, you got that in the wrong pocket, and I was like, oh, shit, you sorry <laughs> <laughs> But but, uh, no, he was a really, really cool guy, we used to, like, just stand around on water plants, and I'd talk to him all the time, and he was a goofy, goofy dude, um, and then one day, he uh, didn't come to the center, and I was like, oh, man, where's Valente at, and, uh, turns out they had got him with a cell phone oh yeah and uh, so he, he had one month left at that point point. Oh, and that sucks. Uh, so they tacked another month on that was all they gave him but he got moved to another center too oh. and uh, after that I quit working there after that winter and
0: um, so my, it was just one winter that you worked there
1: no I uh, I worked there I did a summer and then I worked like through the winter as like a night person so I didn't really to see the inmates at all during that period yeah um, and then I quit in the following spring I think okay but in that next summer like a year from when I had met him um, he'd been out of prison and a friend that worked there with me texted me up and he said hey this is crazy have you seen this and I was like uh, no so I clicked his link and uh, it turns out like Volante had been shot and killed outside a club in OKC oh. Yeah, that sucks yeah like six months after he got out of prison and he was in for like years and years so I think just like thinking back on that it's a super weird set of circumstances but it really like made me see a more I'm not gonna say more human side because I've always kind of seen people on like an equal playing field yeah but like Seeing how people like that are just like us and how other people don't see them that way,
0: yeah um, really bugs me yeah, totally no that makes sense. I mean so does that kind of drive your passion towards sociology like as far as research goes, or like maybe like um, providing evidence of like how prison populations are treated, that kind of thing I don't know I
1: think research would be really cool. Um, I also think starting some kind of nonprofit to help um, like, rehabilitate, like, you know, past felons who are trying to get um, their holdings back and, like, their lives yeah. after they get out and stuff because they make it so difficult to even get a job or mm-hmm. do anything at all. Um, also, they can't vote ever. Oh really? Yeah, wow. uh, I'm fairly sure that if you have a felony offense, that you can't um, vote any longer. That's and nuts. Just like based on the people I met when I was working there, I would I would rather them vote than some of the people that I know sure haven't
0: been to prison yeah you know? yeah so I, I love meeting people like that I've had jobs where I was around like rough dudes and not, they weren't inmates you know what I mean but they had like they would definitely have a, a history I, yeah. I literally talked to a guy who had a Hitler tattoo on his forearm you really know what I mean? yeah like Hitler's face it was Jeez. just very blatant yeah <laughs> and I was like hey what's up with your Hitler tattoo he's like oh I just got this so I can get in a fight one day and I was like you suck <laughs> <laughs> he got fired really quickly after that but um no, there's these people you come across in some of these jobs, especially when you're young. I love it whenever they these older guys kind of approach you and they know they know you're looking for some sort of guidance. They know you're like looking for some sort of answer, I feel like. Mm. And they're always, even if you're really not, they love telling you like, Hey man, don't do this, don't do this, don't mess up, you know, don't be me. When I was a pizza delivery boy in high school, I had like I had a couple of experiences, like super emotional experiences. Really? Yeah, I mean, this one isn't super emotional, but, like, there were these dudes, upperclassmen, uh, from where we graduated, and they, I don't know how much older they were than me, maybe, like, two or three years older. Mm -hmm. I didn't know them by name, but I recognized them. Right. And I was out delivering pizzas at night, and they told me to go around back, and I was like, okay, cool. So I went to their backyard, and they were sitting in the backyard. They had a fire. They were watching TV and drinking beer, and it just seemed like a really chill night for them, you know? And this guy was like, hey, man, I know you you know, which always feels really good when you don't know that guy. Like he's like, hey, I know you're younger than him, you know? And yeah, like, yeah. he, he knew my name. Really? Yeah, and that's the weirdest thing to me when people do that, no, but yeah. he, he was like, yo, I, I know you, man, like, uh, how are you? And I, you know, we t- made small talk and then he kind of ended up telling me, like, he gave me a really good tip and then he was just like, hey, you see what we're doing? Don't do this. Like, when you graduate, you need to go to college. Don't, don't sit in your backyard drinking beer every night. Yeah. I was like, damn. Like I don't know, that was one of my that was one of my yeah. big moments that uh, from that home. job. Where like I was like I, you know that sometimes life gives you these hints that you have to, you can't take for granted. When right. I feel like life will absolutely bring you these messages that will you you can let change you if you would like to. I had other experiences while doing that job also that was weird, but. I don't know. I love connecting with people like that. I love that's what I love about talking with people is like finding these like messages within them, I guess. Or like 'cause everyone wants to tell you something. Everyone wants to tell you what you should or should not do based on their uh perspective. Yeah. I don't know. So I do appreciate people's perspectives. <laughs> uh,
1: sometimes I don't know. Yeah, man. I don't know. I try to give give perspectives like two people younger than me now and I catch myself doing it and I always try to make sure I'm not coming off as like condescending or anything. That's
0: a tough one, yeah. You don't want to be patronizing.
1: Yeah, I definitely try pretty... Oh, thanks, um, man. Yeah, you're the best. Uh, I definitely try pretty hard to make sure it doesn't come across that way because I, I hate being talked down to. Yeah, it sucks. Um, Like, and just being a kid, I remember instances where people, like, just thought they knew more because they were older. Yeah. Um,
0: And in some cases, that's true. I feel like, like, experience is really important. Sure. But. Yeah, no, there's nothing that's worse. I don't really recall, like, specifically being talked down to and, like, acknowledging, like, this is me being talked down to. It was just like, oh, this is my life. (laughs) you know what i mean like i like i've always been talked to like this but i remember there was a point where i don't know how old i was and and then it just like changed and people in public just started treating me differently and like being an adult is the best thing yeah to me seriously Mm -hmm. it's the best thing that could ever happen to me personally um childhood's fun but like i don't know i love i was thinking about this the other day just the amount of control i have over my circumstances is incredible right yeah it's terrifying because you have more responsibility and more control over those kind of things. But <laughs> right, let's really go of his way for some water. Thanks, man. Really appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you, dude. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, where does that leave us? I, I don't know. Like, I feel like you, you're you still looking for answers, man. I am. I am. I'm constantly looking for answers. What are you looking for?
1: Uh, you know, I just want to do something that I'm passionate about and that makes me happy. It's just I don't know how to get to Get to it, and I don't know which specific one I'm looking to get to. You know, yeah, I'm just kind of riding the wave still, which I don't really like necessarily. But and that it sucks is what it be, is. because no one can really help you with that. No one can, and I've I really I do a lot of thinking. I think uh, all the time. I I like deep thinking as well, and I have never been able to quite get to a
0: more specific answer on that question. Yeah, I mean, I think the. For me, at least, the longer I thought about it, the more I would psych myself out. Yeah, same. I could tell you something that did change me, though. What's that? I decided at a younger age to, I, I, I was reflecting a lot on doubt, on how much doubt had controlled my decisions on a daily basis. Right. It's a casual thing to think about, you can think about, but like I really focused in on this idea of how much doubt controlled um, the outcome of every day. Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself, if I were to able to eliminate doubt altogether, I would be a completely different person. Right. And I could just, I could, you know, I would, because it, it's a fear-based thing. If you do not let fear have so much influence in your decision-making, I mean, you really, for me at least, I really began to grow. And that was, that was to me, an important lesson I had to learn on my own, is like, because I was too timid or too hesitant um, too doubtful to like make big decisions for my life yeah I mean
1: I understand that and I think to a degree I I am uh, affected by that for sure I just I want to take like a leap of faith you know and just go for something I'm really passionate about it's just like even pinpointing which of those things that I would do that for is like a stretch for me yeah yeah so I know I'll figure it out. Like I'm not really worried. Yeah,
0: it's just like it's always there, you know. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's there until you figure it out. Yeah, yeah. I don't. So this is something else I've been thinking a lot about. It. So uh, I've been reading Seneca's on the shortness of life, and he puts a he's like a Roman philosopher, Stoic philosopher. Yeah. It's basically just a book saying that out of all of the resources you can have in your life, time is the is the most valuable. Right. And I. It's, I think it's okay to, like, take your time. Me <laughs> you know? too, yeah.
1: I've kind of realized more and more, like, I'm young for my grade even. Yeah, um, I remember that. So I'm 21 and should have graduated this year. Uh-huh. I'm behind, so I'll graduate uh, this next year. But I'll, I'll still be, like, the age peop- some people are when they graduate, you know, their normal four-year degree Yeah. on time. And,
0: uh, like me, except I'm, I'm still older. Like, I graduated, um, I turned 24 a when did I graduate I graduated in December and I just turned 24 in uh, May okay yeah. so like it took me it took me a very long time to figure out exactly what I was doing yeah yeah I
1: I don't think it's necessarily a bad
0: thing I mean I I, I never really felt that way I never felt shame there was like a rush you know there's like this like obligation like oh I should really get on top of my stuff or like you your peers would like be like oh how old are you oh my god what's wrong with you that's the worst but I don't know, I just don't really have any regrets when it comes to that, just because, like, I don't, if I were to rush any more than I actually felt I did, I would have made more mistakes. Yeah, yeah,
1: no, I feel you. I'm I'm definitely someone who probably needs to take their time as well, and I'll, yeah. I'm not worried about getting there. I really am, I'm really not. It's, it's a daily stressor, but yeah. it's also kind of like a push, you know? Yeah. So it kind of prompted you to talk a little bit
0: about personal philosophies.
1: Yeah. What kind of personal philosophy is for? I don't know, man. He said he took some notes. I took some notes. I didn't know what you wanted to I don't know. Like I'm just I
0: generally about. I'm I'm really curious about what makes people motivated. What makes people get out of bed in the morning? Like what moves them, you know what I mean? Like that's what that's what interests me the most about people is their their like methods of living, you know? Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense, but it's it, cuz like you're a very talented and passionate individual. I've seen I've known you for a long time and you're very very intelligent. Thank you. Yeah, I mean you're you're a very, very smart dude, so it I thought that would be a really interesting prompt for you, a really interesting question personally like so what makes me get out of bed in the morning um what are you most passionate about right now
1: That's a good one. I don't know if I have anything yeah
0: i you know passion
1: comes and goes my I don't really have anything specific that like I'm just like oh man I'm getting out of bed grinding I'm getting out <laughs> you know like got my I'm all clouded up I'm ready to yeah uh, but, <laughs> I, like for me life or like the things that motivate me in life are just like moments um, what kind of moments like good moments like moments where you kind of take note of your surroundings and you say to yourself I'm gonna remember this Yeah. Um, And for me, that could be anything, literally anything. It could be, I I remember we went on spring break to Arkansas uh, to camp in the Ozarks. When was this? This was, oh, summer 2015? Okay. 2016? One of those. And we were in the Ozarks in Arkansas in this cabin in the middle of nowhere. And uh, I just remember sitting on the back porch, I was listening to a... walking on a dream by empire of the sun okay yeah uh like looking out of the hills of the ozarks and i was just like i'm so happy you know that's like
0: uh it's earmarked in your brain i
1: I will never forget how i felt at that moment um and happiness for me is like that it's not something that is just either there or not it's like i can look back on all these like beautiful moments i've had and kind of say to myself, like, hey, the world is a really nice place. Like here all this stuff is going on and like he, you know, someone's always got something that's going wrong and like things are bad somewhere, but Yeah. In the midst of all that, like the world is still a beautiful
0: place. Absolutely. Do you feel like you have to seek out these happy moments that you're gonna like keep in your head or is it something that just has to come at random?
1: I feel like the more I try to seek them out, the more fleeting they are. Um Wow. Like I just, I can't try to make myself be anything, really. I mean, I can. Like, I can wake up in the morning and say, like, hey, you're cool. You're going to do good shit today. (laughs) Uh, But, like, me having an effect on myself psychologically doesn't work well with me. I think it's because, like, it's the same reason I can't be, like, hypnotized. is because, like, no matter how much I would try to be hypnotized, there would always be the thing in the back of my head that's like, this is total bullshit. <laughs> like, I mean, like, and it's not.
0: Like, it's a thing that exists. Um, yeah, so you're not someone who could, like, have a mantra to, like, rely on to... I
1: could try, and it might, like, you know, it might pump me up enough to where, I, but...
0: Yeah, I don't think I really have a mantra. Or, like, uh, I, I get what you're saying. I understand. You just like, you're not going to psych yourself into thinking a certain way like you're just going to have to feel that way
1: yeah um which is a bummer too because a lot of times my mood can just be like like snatched up by something some external factor like something could happen and like it just ruins a whole segment of the day yeah yeah yeah. So that's a bummer but like I have a lot of like moments like that where things are just good things feel good and like I can feel like things are as good as they feel you know yeah yeah um, and that comes in a lot of places for me, music being one of the big ones. Um, like, just sitting down and, like, listening to a, a really good song or, like, reminiscing on, like, back in, like, band. Yeah. Um, like, listening to some beautiful rendition of a song we played. Um, Holst Jupiter mm-hmm. comes to mind. Uh, that's a really beautiful piece that I like a lot. Uh, and then some of his other stuff, like the, you know, the sweets we played. Mm. They were a lot of fun, but
0: so I have to ask then I mean I think that's a very agreeable thing we live for the happy moments we live for these little brief slices of life that you can reflect on and feel good again like do you think like happiness can be created or like I guess I already asked that in a way but is it something that always has to be found or are you capable of creating those moments yourself
2: I feel like it's
1: possible I don't know that it's possible for me right now yeah Um, why is that you know, I, my head goes a lot of different ways, and, uh, like, at least recently, or the past couple of years, like, it's it's all cloudy, you know? I can't get to, like, a specific, th- I, I never feel like I'm getting anywhere in my own head. Mm-hmm. It feels like I'll exhaust my my thought pathway, Yeah, and then I didn't really arrive at a destination, you know? Wow, that sounds um, frustrating. It is super frustrating. Uh, so I mean I'm sure I could I'm sure a lot of people do create happiness for themselves and I do think it's in, like incredibly cap. like people are capable of doing that but as far as like me creating my own happiness on a day-to-day basis that seems like a stretch. Mm yeah okay I'd have to get there.
0: That'd be something I'd have to like really Well it always about. feels better when it just occurs. Yeah, it's it for sucks sure. to make anything feel forced, you know. Yeah. But I do find myself in moments where like I <laughs> where I'm like I'm a pretty temperamental person. I feel like I'm a very emotional person and I think if I subject myself to like sad music, yeah, you know, I'm absolutely gonna feel sad. Oh yeah. I'm oh, gonna yeah. feel super terrible for the whole day. And like I have to remember sometimes, like you're doing this to yourself. so I, so I create maybe the reverse, I create my own sadness. Absolutely. Like it's so yeah. it's so easy. Oh yeah. oh yeah. To put myself in a terrible mood. Yeah, I just play uh, like restacks. But, oh bye bye <laughs> yeah <and I> just <laughs> <laughs> yeah you just get sad yeah, and just cry to that yeah. album. that's a great album oh my god too. so good it's a really good one yeah. yeah hey everyone thanks for joining us for episode number five it has been a journey so thank you for joining us if you're a local business that would like to put your name out to a local audience shoot us an email at generally speakingcast at gmail.com to place your name on our podcast we would love to hear from you Um, I have been reaching out to some folks who will be featured on future episodes, and I'm very excited about those, and I hope you are also. If you have been enjoying our content thus far, check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Generally Speaking Podcast, and leave us some feedback. I always love hearing from you guys. Uh, And be sure to smash those like and subscribe buttons. Fire emoji. Fire emoji. Fire emoji. Okay? And, do you like CastBox? Well, we are on there. And uh, so now you can check us out on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or CastBox, or the normal SoundCloud and YouTube. Any of those are fine. Have a great week. You know, as far as music goes, I've really fallen out of that being one of my, like, that was one of my primary interests. Not so much playing it, like, I've dabbled here and there, it's Mm -hmm. not a big deal for me, but like, I used to love listening to music. Yeah, you turned me on to a lot of good stuff. Oh really? I mean
1: yeah, I, I bought, I went and picked up two different Born Ruffians albums after you showed me them. They just came out with another one. I'll never forget that night either because we went to like Hastings at like 11 p.m. Mm-hmm. This was back when like my parents still let me out of the house a lot and so I was like super excited and it was with like the cool older <laughs> dudes. Yeah. And uh, you are like, one of you was fucking like, Hummingbird came on, one of you was like flapping at the window oh, of your yeah. truck. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I remember that. I'll never forget that. That's yeah, so funny. I went funny. and picked up that album after that. Red,
0: White, or Red, Yellow, and Blue? That is a beautiful it's album. It's so good. It's so good. Every song is so good. Man, that makes me so happy. I didn't even know. See, that's what I love about that. Is because, like, you have that moment in your head. I don't remember that at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, it wasn't, like, a big thing.
1: You know? Yeah. Well, it's just a, yeah, a significant deal. me, to you, though, I'll remember it. And, like... Grizzly Bear, like, I'll never forget, like, driving around with Amy on a rainy day and Norman, like, listening to some Grizzly Bear. Yeah! Yeah, on that first song, on their, uh, on Vectimus? Vectimus, yeah. Vectimus, uh, the one where the guitar is like, dun 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 dun
0: dun dun You know I think so.
1: Anyway, that song's like, that song collapsed. Oh man. Dude, uh, Garrett commented on one of my, I posted something about the National Anthem, you know, the whole Colin Kaepernick thing? Yeah, yeah. And uh, Garrett commented a picture of a tweet that said, National Anthem, don't even clap. And I, like, lost it. What is that even, am I missing
0: a joke? It's like
1: a, I, I guess it's a meme, I don't know.
0: Like, clap is like... Yeah, like, claps, like, just means it's, like, it's good. I'm always at least two years behind on lingo. I oh, man,
1: I, I mean, it's so dumb, and, like, <laughs> stuff that, like, means it's, it's thing doesn't really mean its thing, you know. It's just kind of <laughs> it's not even worth it. Yeah, no, I feel you. Like,
0: but yeah, no, it's so funny. That I, I'm glad I turned you on to some good music. I it's it's I feel like I plateaued. Like, yeah, like, pursuing music seems like a chore. It was a chore. You know, I only had the time for it in high school. That's what I feel like. Right. I, can make, I can make an effort. I could still, like, seek out music, but honestly, i just leave that up to Riley now, because he just finds all the good music and then he shows it to me. And so, like, that's, like, time that I'm not spending doing it that is, like, well, it's like I have my own little filter. Yeah. You know, yeah. You know what I mean? And he's just, like, providing this good music to me. because, And I'll find some good stuff here and there, but, dude, as the years gone on, I've listened to more and, more, like, more uh, ambient, music yeah like, like just stuff i can just uh like i write a lot you know mm-hmm. so like uh just terrible repetitive like ambient like uh shlomo oh um, i love shlomo shlomo is yeah. super good bad vibes one of my favorite albums actually yeah really? yeah it's like it's amazing how emotional of an album it is. but it's like classical music like yeah. it can be emotional there's no words it's just right. it, it has its own kind of like thing going on for oh, yeah. oh yeah oh yeah yeah i get like uh, if, like, the part
1: of a classical song I like comes on or, like, a really good horn line because I played horn in band or yeah, whatever, yeah, like, yeah. I'll just get chills all up my arms and stuff. Yeah, I like, yeah. I really, like, live for those moments of music. I think that's the coolest stuff. Yeah. But, so do you have any plans with
0: music in the future?
1: You know, uh, I haven't done much. And I'm really... It's really a bummer for me. Yeah. I miss uh, everything I used to do a lot, but... I, I was in a situation where without making it a career, it was hard to keep it up, hmm. um, and I didn't necessarily want to
0: make a career out of it. Yeah. So. I mean, that's a tough decision, I think, for every musician. Yeah. Because it's such a tough thing to break into, obviously.
1: I think maybe that's where part of it was. Um, also, I think education is r- really cool, music education. I probably wouldn't want to do it, though. So I, that would leave me in like, a situation where I'd have to do like performance of yeah. some sort or another. Yeah. Um, which is just so, so tedious to, like, band musicians, like, really good musicians that play for, like, the Philharmonics and orchestras and stuff yeah. um, will
0: practice anywhere from, like, six to eight hours a day. Oh, yeah, like, it's a, it's like a full-time job. Though. It, it so is, yeah. You're putting in your hours until you that performance, I guess. Yeah,
1: and just to be good enough to be able to work as fast as they do is in- incredibly, incredibly difficult.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, that must take a lot of passion. I, I love I love musicians for what they do, obviously. Oh, but yeah. it's like terrifying. It's gotta be one of the most terrifying things to get into. Yeah.
1: Yeah, my uncle is a like a session player for uh, he tours with the Jersey Boys Broadway show. Okay. And uh, he plays guitar and he was telling me all about like the stuff he'd have to do in between like in between in the middle of the songs he'd have to like switch guitars completely and hook it up and he only had like eight beats to do it in or something too oh stressful. <laughs> and then Sounds he'd have to play us next
0: note, like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it, so. It's really weird, uh, it's really weird, like, going really deep into a passion or something that you feel like you're decent at, you know, and then kind of, like, letting that fall away, like, strip away. Yeah. It's a very, like, naked feeling.
1: Yeah, it feels, it feels bad, man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. like, I miss it a ton. It was such a big part of uh, my high school,
0: like, life, and coming into... It's a big part of your identity. Yeah. People know you because of... You play music.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I, uh, I did a lot with it in high school. I did like every honor band I could be in. I was in, um, so it just was like taking away a huge chunk of, uh, yeah, my identity almost. It, it didn't feel very good, and I'm trying to find other ways to like fill that, um, and I haven't really gotten anywhere with that either. But what do you feel like you've been feeling it with?
0: you've been Um, filling it with something
1: you know a lot of it's just like reminiscing or like maybe trying to play the drums instead of like playing on my horn yeah Uh, like like maybe just filling it with music not they're not anywhere close to the same but like maybe just filling it with music will like you know fill that for me Mm -hmm. I I think I feel like that
0: sometimes and so yeah I passion's a weird thing too because like I pass every day on the way home I pass a woman who's working out in her garden yeah, And I take note of her because she's always out there and she's working really hard. And, mm-hmm. like, I love, I like gardening. It's cool. It's right. it's really cool. But, like, sometimes I see people in their zone, what makes them feel whole. Mm-hmm. And from an outside perspective, I have to ask, like, what is the purpose? <laughs> and that's a really dark question. But, like, <laughs> that's really what I think about. When I yeah. see people so wrapped up in an activity, I know it consumes them and it, feeds them and it energizes them and it makes them like I said like wake up in the morning You know, yeah. it's super fascinating to me to find these things out about like what exactly that is because from my perspective sometimes I watch these people and I'm like you know, sometimes I'm baffled of like oh you collect cards or like yeah. you collect baseball cards well like,
1: in a way you kind of answered your own question like why would they do it and what is the point but like if they're getting that much out of it for themselves personally like then job well done you know that's I mean that's
0: all any of us can do is like hope to have that thing that drives us and I know that that, I know I have my own version of that right this is that right now right exactly this is it this is me filling time and space and and pouring money into like something Mm -hmm. just doing something producing something because if I don't like that's when I get cranky yeah i'll get no, crazy you know like yeah. if i don't publish something i feel like i'm gonna freak out but it's the same thing it's just weird that she's just gardening every day and like that's her pride
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. it's a beautiful no, it's thing definitely is
0: weird. it's simple but it's it's just weird from an outside perspective and i know and i'm always wondering like i guess in a self-conscious way i'm like what are people are looking at like what i'm doing and they're like why is he doing that well actually i do get it my mom asked me that all the time she's like so why are you doing that? why are you doing a podcast exactly i'm like you don't get it mom
1: get out of here. get out of my room mom
0: <laughs> no it's just really weird to explain those kind of things but hobbies themselves are weird man I don't know
1: yeah I don't,
0: I don't know if it honestly
1: if, if someone has that thing and they've discovered what that is for them then I could not be any happier you know Like, if everyone had that thing, like, as long as it's not, like, you know, like, cannibalism or whatever.
0: Uh, (laughs) I mean... You can get behind it, yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Anything I can get behind. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: No Um, cannibalism. I mean, you know, it's kind of off limits. (sighs) Hmm. So, how have you been?
1: I mean, I've been all right. (laughs) (laughs) All things considered, I'm alive. Yeah. Yeah, It's Um, a different
2: podcast, dude. Don't worry about oh, it. Oh, yeah. Just yeah. <laughs> yeah, thinking
0: NPR. Yeah. So you're, you're going to, if I'm not mistaken, you're going to UCO. I am currently going to UCO.
1: It's alright. It's a le- good
0: school. Less overwhelming?
1: Less overwhelming and like I feel like people are friendlier. Really? Honestly? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, a lot of the, I didn't like a lot of the professors I had at WU. Really? Yeah, I mean, at least undergrad. Like, what was up with them? Just, like, not focused. None of it was focused in a specific area. English wasn't English, you know? It was, like, uh-huh. a, a comprehensive study of discourse communities uh-huh. or something crazy. And, like, they are like, write a paper about this thing that we didn't
0: explain that well. And I was, like, well, okay. Well, that's, like, see, that's an experience. I didn't even get the general ed stuff. Right, like I feel like I would have absolutely been overwhelmed and probably I really don't think I would have made it if I went straight to OU just because again the culture shock uh, population the scale of the campus and like finding my classes you know, I mean like yeah. dude I hardly made it to a new trip the first semester or two when I was there like it took me a while to like um, you know assimilate I don't know <laughs> I don't know man I wouldn't have made it so I, I kind of understand that it just sounds like you kind of jumped in and uh, like the you found that as like this is the right decision and then it was just too much it
1: was yeah it was a lot with what i was dealing with like personally and then also the classes and stuff on top of it as well as like pressure just from outside sources to like be this or be that um, yeah yeah it was it was super overwhelming yeah so i'm glad that i like kind of removed from that situation you know took my time at o triple c i now have so like at least a piece of paper I can be kind of proud of it's just a two-year degree but like it's still like it's a personal thing you know no, yeah totally it's like a personal like I pride myself on doing that because like I know I'm intelligent I know like that I can be a great student it's just like being a great student is very difficult for me
0: um, dude I was never a good student
1: yeah it's just like and then also like I don't know like something he says a lot Riley uh like, about how he, like, got through high school with C's and, like, look, he's, like, working at Boeing now. Like, I just, like, that rings so true, you know? Yeah. Like, you can work your ass off. Mm-hmm. Um, or, like, you can just find what you're passionate about and then get
0: there in, like, your way. Yeah, man. And you still end up in the same place. Yeah, that's a weird thing of to me also. I thought that it, my my failures of my past would, like... If you let it, it can, but I thought the failures of my past were to going to follow me throughout yeah. every other decision I ever made or everything I ever did, but mm-hmm. again, that was where that doubt thing came into play. So, like, you're coming from a place where, like, I didn't do well. I didn't do well enough. I didn't make good grades. I didn't make good decisions, really. I didn't do... We're talking high school. I didn't join... I wasn't a part of anything. Right. There was this day where we had to make resumes, and it was really funny. Not, like, looking back, it's funny, but at the time, it was like, I... I felt terrible. We had to make resumes and uh, the teacher was like, yeah, so this is a resume, you're just gonna put everything you've done (laughs) on this piece of paper. And like, so if you're part of choir, you're gonna put, you know, I've been in choir for a year or two or whatever, semester, you know, if you're in band, you're in band, and you wanna put your achievements on there, what you've done. And I like, I had a blank page. Yeah. I seriously did. It wasn't even a joke, it wasn't an exaggeration, and I was like checking myself. I'm like, no, there's something, I there's like something i could put on here right like no <laughs> it was nothing yeah nothing and i told that to her and i was like look i haven't done anything i don't have anything to put on this paper right. and she was just like oh all right <laughs> like, you can you lose <laughs> like that's it yeah. and then from that point forward i put i think I, I, that taught me to put a lot more emphasis in uh, participating yeah i don't know so no, since i get you I, as soon as i got out of high school i felt like i kind of broke free and then i was able to like really hone in on certain skills or, like, things or activities or things that I thought were fun.
1: Yeah. Mine's almost the exact opposite of that. Really? I mean, like, yeah, I was in, like, I had all the, like, pages in the yearbook. I had, like, the second most in the whole thing just because all the clubs and stuff. Mm -hmm. I was in, like, I was in book club. I was in, like, NHS. I was on the academic team. I was in Mm -hmm. band. Like, I had a bunch of stuff. And then, you know, high school that's out and, like, all of it's gone like mm. nothing is there all the stuff you're a part of you're no longer a part of like here uh, you are here's college no one gives a shit about you like <laughs> right yeah which like in a way i mean i've always known no one gives a shit um but like losing that kind of took its toll like i miss stuff like academic team a lot
0: um it's so interesting because you do absolutely it is opposite and you had a different perspective on it like mine was like a freedom and yours was like a strip of way, kind of like. Yeah, your- mine's like, you know, where do I go now? Yeah, kind of, kind of deal. Yeah, mine was like a more nihil, like it's nihilism, but mine was like optimistic nihilism, and yours was like pessimistic. Yeah, like, where do I go now? You know. I was like, where do I go now? Let's uh, let's go, to- <laughs> let's go over here, let's check it out. You can only go up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. No, yeah. that's something I had. A, that was part of my mindset. I feel like I was like, well, I can only do better. Yeah, i I've, I've managed to not screw up. I managed to like not get addicted to drugs and like make terrible decisions and make my parents hate me. So like you're. Pretty, but you, but on the other hand, you have not done anything really <laughs> outstanding. Yeah. So it's like you, you have the perfect, uh, you know, you're right here in the middle, and you can just go either way. So I just decided to go the other way. But I often, I often like to compare myself to a turtle. I love turtles. Okay. okay. So I'm just gonna let you know I love turtles. My birthday is on uh, World Turtle Day. Is it? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, man, May 23rd. Check it out. Okay. Yeah, but. Uh, I I like turtles because they're slow and steady, right? The symbolism of a turtle. I'm super slow but I'm very steady. Yeah. I just keep going in the same direction. That's a good place to be.
1: Always going up.
0: (sighs) Yeah, just really like at my own pace, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. That's why I've been like reading about time and stuff and like time management. It's been fascinating to me. Okay. Cool. That's something I'm not good at. So Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, okay, so we figured out a little bit about what's going on with you. Yeah, yeah. All right. And I don't want to dissect your life here. But I I kinda want to. So, things are looking. You, you're clouded. Clout. Oh, okay. I only see clout. <laughs> are you saying clout
1: or cloud? <laughs> it's another. Uh,
0: like, me. Oh, okay. Clout? So, I, I suck at this. I need to check it <laughs> out. Do you know this one?
2: I'm, uh, man, I'm the father of pop culture. What's up? That's <laughs> a good answer.
0: That's a good answer to the big answer. But, yeah. Um, so. You're, you you. Uh, you could also say I'm clouded. <laughs> clouded with you, a D. You're okay. You're you're foggy. <laughs> <laughs> you're, in you're, yeah. in, you're in a mist. Yeah. You're in a mist. You're in a mist. You're finding yourself in a world full of decisions that you have to make. Yeah. Every day you wake up. Yeah, I'm looking for the decisions, but I missed all of them. Well, you, you say miss. I mean, you you miss decisions every day. You miss them by the minute and the hour. you know what I mean what about now like where's the now
1: like the decisions I don't want to miss out
0: on I don't know what do you mean I don't know I guess like you're saying that I feel like you're dwelling on decisions that were missed instead of looking at the decisions that could be made now
1: yeah it's just like you know at least right now in the summer like I feel just like you're chill it's summer yeah you know Yeah, it's the first it's really the first summer I've been able to kind of chill like uh, I haven't been working a ton of my job like yeah I've just been kind of hanging out with
0: friends and like phone the time and it's been nice having like a mental health sesh kind of yeah yeah trying to yeah focus in on yourself mhm yeah is that a big is that a big priority to
1: you uh like mental health yeah like handling yourself like handling myself is a challenge cuz uh, sometimes like I just need to get away from everything kind of like recharge um and then other times like I need to be around people or I can't recharge kind of thing
0: um, like yeah. in a way I consider myself pretty extroverted I was just talking about this the other day with another friend of mine on here uh, about extrovert and introvertedness or whatever we determine that I'm introverted I think okay because I get my energy from being alone right rather yeah. than being around people but that being said I love like I feel like I can pass off as an extrovert I don't yeah, know.
1: yeah mine was close whenever I did the whole uh, Myers-Briggs deal Oh, really? Yeah, it's yeah, like 60-40. It's kind of in the middle. Something like it's that. weird to classify yourself like that. It is, but like... Why does on it matter, the same, really? It doesn't really... I think the only reason people like doing that stuff so much is because it makes them feel unique. Oh, yeah. Like, in a world where there are so many people that you it's get like lost in Facebook
0: the, quizzes and Harry oh, Potter yeah. school quizzes. And yeah.
1: Stupid. Things. Like, in a way, like I feel like social media is more for the pe- the person that's posting rather than the people seeing it. I agree.
0: I mean... (laughs) I totally
1: agree.
0: Uh, Yeah, I'm terrible They advertise it as,
1: like, hey, like, connect with your old, like, friends or whatever.
0: It's a platform for you, you know?
1: Yeah, I mean, it is good to have those people on there, but, like, you know, when's the last time you talked to Sally from summer camp, like, six years ago? Mm -hmm. You know, like, she's on your
0: Facebook, but, like, when's the last time you said any words to her, you know? No, yeah, I I totally feel the disconnect. Like, that's a big thing to me, is uh, feeling more connected to people, because I... I feel terrible about how disconnected I can be from people that I know very well, just because like I follow their lives like it's like some sort of soap opera. You know exactly. What I mean? like, yeah. It's just like a like, you it, can feel close, it's but like a you're far away at the same time. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm trying. I'm trying to put more emphasis on like connecting with friends and people and stuff like that. Yeah. Just because of that that very disconnection, it's. Um, and I think it's t- kind of taken a toll in a larger way. Personally, just like in communities, like I, it's it's weird to see people being so divided, either through political ideologies, religion, or whatever else that can really divide you. And I feel like it's really easy to do that when you have that screen to like it's a barrier. Like,
1: oh yeah. Like oh, yeah. as a
0: person, a person, you know, like you, I don't feel like you're so critical or quick to judge because you see like, oh, this is a dude or this is a this mm-hmm. is a lady. Like we're we're people. I don't yeah. know. I th- that's something that's been freaking me out if I think about it a lot it freaks me out a lot like I, I feel like I need to like go talk with people more often
1: yeah it is freaky that uh, just having that disconnect there can make you so much more like willing to say like bad things or negative things or things you wouldn't say in person
0: um, yeah I've never been that type to like do that comment wise yeah I've never been a commenter like oh, i never, I'm not about that either it's just like I actually have an anxiety. Like, I love talking to people in real life, but there's something about actually, uh, like, uh, submitting a comment on, the, yeah, <laughs> like, a website. Like, I get, like, a pure anxiety. I can't do it. Oh, I kind of like it. I but can't I'm... engage with people like that. Yeah. It just, it's nerve-wracking. I don't know why. It is. Yeah,
1: no, I feel you. Like, it, I mean, just having your thing out there forever for people to look at and kind of, like, judge, like... The thought is very intimidating.
0: Yeah, yeah. maybe it's the platform, but I. Then again, I'm doing it like I put myself out there in a lot of other stupid ways. But it's just like the one comment is like terrifying to me. Right.
1: Well, like in then for people who feel that same way like you do, I mean, all they have to do is upload like whatever. insert generic avatar picture random name and they can say whatever they want without feeling like that because it's not attached to their person you know yeah yeah and you get more disconnection yeah like you're not gonna say the same shit on your google account that you'd say on like your fun troll account you know what I mean you have a fun troll account no have you ever (laughs) no (laughs) (laughs) I'm
2: <laughs> <laughs> pretty sure I've been Rickrolled by you.
1: <laughs> I made a Rickroll.
2: <laughs>
1: I did make a Rickroll for uh the Hunger Games trailer when it came out. Uh, I like uploaded it and I was like in all caps like Hunger Games trailer, early release footage and then uh yeah, I linked a rick rickroll to it. It got like uh like two two thousand views. Yeah. <laughs> did that Make you happy? Oh yeah! Oh yeah! I have a video on YouTube that I made. um, (laughs) I turned you down. (laughs) You're getting rowdy, man. Yeah, no, sorry. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I made a. So you know the like the car radio song. Uh Uh, by Twenty One Pilots or whatever. Sure. There's a part where he says, "I could pull the steering wheel." Okay. And in a weird uh, nihilistic twist, our friends used to always say that to each other, like, as a joke, even though, I mean, it's kind of...
0: What, like, like when you're driving? Or like... Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay.
1: Like and a... uh, so I made, I took, I isolated that part of the music video. I bought it on Apple Music or whatever. And yeah. then uh, I put it on an hour loop and uploaded it to YouTube. It's on there. Yeah. And, like, I just, that has no direction. I'm
0: just... So thought I'm, I'd say it yeah I'm glad you shared that I've never done anything like that I've always and I'm glad I'm talking to you mm-hmm. about this because I've never not not in a critical way I'm in a criticizing kind of way I'm just I never really understood the, the fun. I always wonder like do they feel do they get a, like a, a rush from it? like oh people are watching my brick roll video <laughs> oh yeah no I kind of just like it because it's funny yeah it is funny like I just
1: kind of joined in because it's like it's like a good meme wholesome meme you know like, yeah. if you see Rick Astley come up, like, generally, I'd say 99% of people are going to be like, "Ah, oh, you got me. I hate it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't,
2: I'm not, yeah, I, I suck. Like, you're just, you're tricking people, and it's not to make them feel bad. It's not like, it's not like a mean thing. It's no. Just like a, it's just like goof- a fun goof- thing. Goof- yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: Get goofed. Oh. <laughs> 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 no,
2: yeah, I just, I, like...
1: I don't know. In a way, I've always wanted to, like, have some kind of thing I could do. Like, maybe even, like, maybe, like, a making videos thing. But just something, like, fun. Something funny.
0: Yeah. Um, you like making people laugh. Yeah. No, that's, like, my favorite thing. Yeah, you're really um, funny. I, didn't, I forgot to add that to my list of compliments. You're super funny. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and no, I mean, I don't know.
1: I, like, I really like, like, being in a room of people and, like, saying something just offhandedly. Like quipping is yeah. like one of my favorite things. Taking people
0: aback by like a super ordinary comment. It's, yeah, like that's what I like to do. I like to underwhelm people. Oh yeah. oh yeah, like I like to build them up for an overwhelming comment and then totally not deliver. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, kinda.
1: Yeah, no, I get you. I don't
0: know. It's it's like a lot more fun to me. To no, like that not is Not meet people's expectations. It's kind
1: of like when. You're playing Cards Against Humanity for the ninth time, and you've seen all the cards, and the dick ones aren't funny anymore, so, like, the one-word ones that are just objects are way funnier. <laughs> you
0: know? Yeah, yeah. Like... Just the thing you don't expect.
1: Yeah, yeah like, I know, it's just, like, the the stupid ones become the funny ones. Like, I remember for a while, like, uh, bees, the bees card. Okay. was just my favorite. I just thought <laughs> it was funny as shit. Like, it just... <laughs> like
0: pants yeah. full of bees yeah <laughs> <laughs> like instead of like I don't know something gross yeah 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 Yeah. all right so all right I gotta ask you you wrote you took notes man I took some notes I just want to know what you wrote because I didn't get to I'm not I'm not asking I can't I can't I'm not a mind I could read them verbatim but it what, wouldn't make any what sense. what were they about uh, my interests uh, what are your interests
1: uh, I wrote space and technology oh really that realm's really interesting okay yeah wasn't smart enough to make a career out of it (laughs) but uh i mean i guess i could have whatever but um that's that doubt we were talking no man like uh yeah that kind of stuff really blows me away and i don't want to say this like saying this on a podcast is like starting to feel regrettable because i know a lot of people like say like man i just think space and like galaxies and like just so cool, you know, like, all big! <laughs> you know, like, kind of <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, I don't want to come across like that. I just find all of it incredibly fascinating.
0: Yeah. It is fascinating. To me, it's more terrifying than anything.
1: I think it's, like, eye-opening. Yeah, no, I,
0: and I think that's beautiful. I think it's wonderful. It's incredible, yeah. I'm glad you feel that way. But yeah. to me, it's the most terrifying thing really? in the world. Yeah, it absolutely is. It's I this love giant, it. this giant, almost abyss of, of like, vacuum. Space and there's so much distance between us and everything else out ah, there, that's which is great. It, it's it's the magnitude of it, the scale of it that I can't comprehend. Oh, yeah. the, the fact that I can't wrap my mind around infinity, you know, it's well, it's like, like terrifying. It's terrifying. Yeah,
1: all all infinite things are gonna seem terrifying. Like uh, one that always blew my mind was like try to think of a new color. You can't, every color you've ever, every color you could come up with is just a shade of another color. Yeah, and you, know? you think
0: of like some weird hybrid between purple and blue, and it's just kind of like a weird, yeah. you know, darker blue.
1: Right, yep. Right. <laughs> and uh, I don't know, like anything that seems like it's impossible, or like you just can't comprehend it is gonna seem super scary, but I kind of welcome that. Like I kind of welcome the the uncertainty. Like. Mm, I in a way I find like entropy like just everything being chaotic I find it beautiful like the like the universe is going to do whatever it's going to do regardless of what we do so like fuck you like
0: <laughs> I think that's amazing yeah um, you sound like a nihilist I think you I think you would classify if we're talking philosophy I think you're a bit of a nihilist really? yeah man and I think that's I think it's wonderful there's like a you know there's a, some Buddhist aspects to are nihilistic aspects of, like, Buddhism and stuff like that. Yeah, no, yeah, I get that. Yeah, man.
1: Yeah, no, I think entertaining the big questions is super important. Um, At the same time, I also feel like entertaining them too often can lead you into, like, just some places you don't want to be. Sure. Like, because at the end of the day, the big questions are great to answer. Um, And people who do, like, focus on the big questions, like, they're intelligent people to be able to think critically and think deeply like that. Because most, like human instinct I feel like is, you know, pushing away from this, Like, living in your bubble. Like, just thinking about your day-to-day things and just completely forgetting those things and putting them on the
0: back burner because they're scary and they're tough to talk about, you know? So you're saying human instinct uh, pushes away those thoughts or or embrace, or kinda like, wants to have those thoughts?
1: At least societally, like today, like how we live, um, I'm imagining like suburbia, yeah, I'd say we shy away from those. Like, the, I'd say, like, the instinct for people, like, doing their day-to-day grind, like, just the typical people that you think of, like, like nine to five, working at an office, like, <coughs> their commute to the city, blah, 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 like, suburbia, you know? like Yeah, a, yeah, yeah. Um, and I don't know how realistic that view,
0: uh, I mean, is. Well, it's, it's really interesting because uh, the, the thing about religion is it brings one of two things for people who are like really found in a very structured uh, structure. I mean, you got you're talking about like a suburbia nine to five job. Like you have your bubble, you have your space. It's either really easy for you to not think about it because it makes you more comfortable, or you're very uncomfortable because you don't have answers to big questions. So you exactly, you yeah. embrace you embrace religion and embrace. Um, communities built around that.
1: Yeah, I've thought about that too like um I definitely think that's a major reason for why people do kind of embrace it so willingly is because like it's an answer. Like regardless of whether you know that it is the answer, it's an answer, which is m- much less terrifying than the alternative. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um and so yeah, I mean that's, I think that's it. I think that's all I have on that one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Alright, before I let you go, do you have any other notes you wanted to delve into? I mean, like... I, I'm really curious about what else you wrote. Honestly, here. Alright. <laughs> okay, I'll just... You want me to read them out loud? No, don't read them out loud. They're, okay. they're abbreviated.
2: A sidebar, um... The cool... I love Entropy too, and Chaos Theory. Yeah. I think it's really interesting but the cool part about chaos theory and entropy is that things are guaranteed to be more chaos, chaotic,
1: than structured.
2: Yeah, which also gives the universe a direction, which also kind of makes it completely structured. Yeah. That's kind of like the cool part is that since we know a hot thing and a cold thing put together is gonna make a warm thing and not just like a hotter and a colder thing. Right. We know the direction and how things are going to react together. Yeah. And.
1: That I've never even.
2: And, although it's more chaotic, it was also planned, and we knew what was going to happen before it happened. Yeah. Like that's the real beautiful part of entropy to me is that it's a direction.
1: Like structured through chaos.
2: It's a structure because of chaos. Yeah. Because we're guaranteed for it to be, crazier.
1: Yeah. I like that, and I like looking at it like that way. But at the same time, there's so much we don't know about yet you know like there's I don't know just the thing that's been blowing my mind at least in the like recent years is uh, like we only see the visible light spectrum mm-hmm. like what's going on in the other spectrums you know what I'm saying like there's we like on a the scale of like how much light like there is the part that we see is such a minuscule amount of it right and like there are fields of energy all kinds of energies around us like doing their own thing um,
2: well, see, what I always wonder is they show the spectrum, but to us, the visible spectrum, like like the scale that they have it on is meters or like nanometers. And that's why it looks so small on the scale. But since it's so perceptible to me, and it, it shapes so much of my life, to me on my scale is more of like a bell curve where the visible spectrum's mostly what counts and everything outside of that doesn't. Right. Because like, you could make a wave as long as you wanted to but who gives a shit about it right it's like wow that's like that's (laughs) real big out there in the spectrum but it doesn't count for much to us right so sure there might be a lot out there but it's the things that we are highly sensitive to that kind of make the world a really cool place And the world you know maybe we should focus on the other parts because it might make it a little more grander Mm -hmm. but those parts are like you know, yeah, that's the sweet stuff. No, I like, It's you. cool that we can see the the visible spectrum. Yeah, like, and to us, it is the majority of the like.
1: It's like all that we see. <laughs> like, yeah. it's everything that we do.
2: <laughs> yeah, because like a an X-ray is an X-ray is an X-ray no matter what. But a visible light spectrum just changing the wavelength a little bit or the frequency.
1: Yeah, creates all the stuff we see. Yeah, yeah. changes
2: the color. It makes all this beauty. That's like you're wondering about different colors, if we can see different colors, and that's, like, the scale, you've shifted the scale just in that question, right? and that's, like, kind of a cooler way to look at it. I do it,
0: Yeah. All right, I went through your notes. Yeah. I found one thing to build off of, just because I have an anecdote about it, but it was about uh, being around people you really care about. Yeah. So that's an important thing to you. Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah, like, um, back on the moments thing, like, most of my moments are just being somewhere with someone who I feel like I can talk to and they understand me and I understand them um like having these deep conversations having really good um just good talks with people and yeah. whether that be like in a kitchen somewhere at some random house party or it be like on the road like with a sunset and like good music on like yeah being, just being around friends in general like really is a good way for me to recharge
0: I feel like I've changed recently I love I love that too I love being around people that I like and yeah. and, and but like something that I feel like I've been really um, it's been it's like a good thing but it's something that's changed within me very recently yeah. That I get so happy so easily now really it doesn't doesn't mean that I'm just always like oh as I I'm fixed I'm always gonna be happy it's it's like it's it's easier for me to be happy now yeah yeah and i can get happy just from seeing people enjoying each other if that makes sense no i totally get you the other day we were uh, there was people out barbecuing and stuff um and i watch (laughs) as i'm driving by i just see like people being near each other and just loving each other you know what i mean like I don't know if that makes sense, but, like, I I wasn't so sensitive to that. I knew it was good, and I knew I could appreciate it if I really thought about it. But, like, it's actually, like, transferring an energy into myself where, like, I feel really good.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like, uh, yesterday I went to Amy's pool that she works at, and they were having a cookout. And, like, it's a neighborhood I've never been to before, but, like, they came together as a community. They did a potluck. They all brought stuff. Like, they were families with their kids in the pool, and they were just all having a good time, you know, like. That's the stuff that I can find happiness in, is, like, other people enjoying themselves. I think, like, seeing happiness is a, like, direct reflection on, like, my own happiness. I think if I was always seeing something happy, like, it'd be really hard for me to be sad.
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah, it's just, like, the same thing as subjecting yourself to, like, either sad or happy music and being around the energy. Yeah. You kind of absorb that. Yeah. Wow. All right, one last question for you, and then I'll let up? you go. But uh, if there's one thing you could change this year, 2018, what would it be?
1: I want to find my direction. I want to find my passion.
0: I think you can do it. You think so? I know
1: you can do it. I'll but. have to do some some good looking.
2: I think we ought to have you on at the end of the year to do a recap. Yeah.
0: Oh God. I think I ought to have you on here every other episode. <laughs> We'll just have an Adam checkup. See yeah. how you're doing, man. I'd be hella down. Yeah, man.
1: <laughs> we should do a three-way <laughs> next time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah that'd, probably, a mic. that'd probably work better. We need to get another mic in here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. Well, thank you so much for coming by today. I'm really glad you were able to come by and talk with me and uh, deal with me and my weird projects. So Hey, this was cool, and I will always love and be down to participate in any project. Awesome, man. So you want to come back sometime? Oh, of course great man thank you so much thank you love you buddy love you too yeah that was a good one